0: This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 193-inch. On this episode,
1: Ethan recaps his recent, fun-filled, and packed altastic Weird Al-related trip to Los Angeles. It's
0: Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird
1: Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's
0: Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch
1: Weird Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al.
0: And Weird
1: Al you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. And Weird Al all right, Ethan, last week you got back from a fun filled pack, Weird Al related weekend in Los Angeles. I
0: cannot wait to hear all about it. And Dave, I can't wait to tell you and our listeners all about it. Later this episode.
1: No! You know I can't wait that long. Later this episode? That could be any time from now until the end of the episode. Can I at least get a preview? (sighs) No, Dave, you can wait. Come on. Eh, fine. All right, at least make it quick.
0: Well, Dave... We have some... I'm just kidding. We have some podcast-related news to share. Our intern, Frank, tells us that we were recently trending in the comedy interviews category in Canada. Well, it must be because of all that poutine we ate while we were there. Well, it certainly was delicious, but I think it might have to do with our love for Canadian
1: nickels. True, true. That's very true. Well, whatever the reason, we are honored. And here is Ethan doing some cooing to help us celebrate. Coo, 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 coo. Coo, 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 Well, it's another big week for the podcast because this episode also marks the final episode of year four of Dave and Ethan's
0: 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. We officially launched Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast on May 8th. 2019 with our very first guest, none other than the now Grammy award-winning Jim Kimo West, who also wrote and performs our very own theme song.
1: Ah, Jim Kimo West, a Canadian. Now, certainly that cannot be a coincidence. I think not. Well, over the course of the last four years, including this episode, we've released 193 inches, 27 strings attached bonus episodes, 11 headline news special reports, 8 black and white and weird all over bonus episodes with more to come, and 42 ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes to date.
0: Wow! That's 281 episodes of glorious Weird Al-related content! Crikey! uh wrong country dave no no i'm just trying to get us trending in australia next Ooh, good thinking you know dave now it's time for what's happening in weird al related news weird al has been announced as the keynote for the variety tv fyc fest happening on wednesday june 7th in los angeles The keynote conversation
1: with Weird Al will be moderated by Variety TV editor Michael Snyder, and Al
0: will discuss his work producing and writing Weird the Al Yankovic Story. The day's events will also include a moderated 20-year reunion for Reno 911 featuring Thomas Lennon and the rest of the cast. Registrations are available now starting
1: at $399 for in-person tickets and $99 to attend virtually. For tickets, visit events.variety.com. Well, we have some sad news to share. The former mayor of Cincinnati and television host, Jerry Springer, passed away on April 27th at the age of 79.
0: Jerry is perhaps best known for his long-running daytime talk show featuring controversial topics and outrageous guest behavior. Now, around the height of the Jerry Springer
1: show's popularity, Weird Al tackled the subject in his 1999 song, Jerry
0: Springer. While there's no official music video for the song, Weird Al did record a brief video where he portrays a guest on the Jerry Springer show, which was shown in concert on the Touring with Scissors tour.
1: When asked about Jerry's reaction to the song in Ask Al from January 2000-inch, I mean January 2000, Weird Al said,
0: quote, From all reports, he wasn't that thrilled. Quote. While we haven't found anywhere where Weird Al or Jerry has talked about the song within the last 23 years, we'd like to think that Jerry eventually found the humor in Al's song before he passed. It did not carry on any baggage. Maybe Jerry was just mad that the goat didn't belong to Al. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, Gil and Chill in Peace, Jerry Springer.
1: And this should be a good one. Weird Al is set to make an appearance at an event that is not easy to explain or understand, but it is for a good cause.
0: Alright, let's give this a go. (sighs) The event... Wild Honey, Lenny Kay, and Rhino Nuggets Celebration Autism Benefit aims to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the release of the classic album Nuggets Original Artifacts from the First Psychedelic Era, 1965 to 1968.
1: Why does this feel like a Discover Darwin ad where the complexity
0: is the joke? Because it is a Discover Darwin ad. Really? Well, not really, but we might as well make it one, right? Yeah, of course. This episode is
1: brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota a beautiful, it's also home to aptly named events. In Darwin, Minnesota, the most complicated an event name gets is the Twine K. Now, some people may see that and think it says
0: twank, but it doesn't. That's right. The K is pronounced K. It's a play on 5K. 5K? I always thought it was pronounced 5K. So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next event-spedition. Discover Darwin, more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to attempt to visit discoverdarwin.biz. All right,
1: Ethan, I think we've stalled enough. And this is really for a good cause, so let's see if we can
0: clear this up a little bit. This, uh, event is is a benefit for the Autism Healthcare Collaborative. Benefit concert producers Wild
1: Honey Foundation, original LP curator Lenny Kay, and Rhino Records will present a live performance of songs from the legendary LP and bonus material from the
0: era. Lenny K and Wild Honey stellar veterans Rob Laufer and Andrew Sandoval will lead the Wild Honey Orchestra... Love and Spoonful Show 2020 and many more, and friends through this legendary garage-slash-psychedelic song collection.
1: Early special guests include Elliot Easton of The Cars, Peter Buck of R.E.M. fame, Scott McCaffey of Minus 5, Peter Case, along with original Nuggets artists Jim Pons of The Leaves, and David Aguilar from Chocolate Watch Band.
0: Well, that was tough to get through. Hopefully it's clearer now? Clear as mud. I still don't know what most of these words mean. Me neither. But what matters is Weird Al will be there. And so will Tom Kenny and so many people I've never heard of. They could very easily be made up names as a prank on us. And what also
1: matters is that they are raising money for the Autism Healthcare Collaborative. And it'll be in the greater
0: Los Angeles city of Glendale at the Alex Theater. For tickets and an attempt to understand the wildly complicated and wordy event... Please visit alextheater.org. That's A L E X T H E A T R E.org. Of course, they're going to spell theater that way. Our friend Devlin Wilder attended the Orange Film Festival that Weird Al was at last weekend and shared with our Facebook group at group.2000inch.com some photos and some information about the event.
1: That's right, not only was Weird Al joined on stage by Eric Appel, but Devlin went on to say that he learned from the Q&A that Alan Eric needed additional close-ups of Daniel in the bar scene and that they did a reshoot using beige curtains a few weeks after the filming had ended.
0: I wonder why they didn't call us to stand in front of him for that.
1: Well, it sure sounds like it was an
0: excellent event. Thanks for the intel, Devlin. Disney has announced a brand new animated series, Haley's On It, which will premiere on the Disney Channel June 8th and on Disney Plus June 9th. Weird Al has been named as one of the many cameos
1: who will be on the show, along with the likes of Blake Anderson, Mick Foley, Chris Parnell,
0: Tim Robinson, and Martin Starr. In other animated series news, Netflix has released a teaser for their upcoming show Mulligan from the same team as behind Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Confirmed voice actor regulars and guests include Daniel
1: Radcliffe, Tina Fey, Sam Richardson, and Dana Carvey, among others, and...
0: In a blink-and-you-miss-it moment of the trailer, it looks like Weird Al may be making a cameo in the series, but his involvement has yet to be officially announced.
1: Set in a post-apocalyptic world, Daniel's recurring guest star role is the character Jeremy Fitzhog, a.k.a. King Jeremy, who will declare himself king when he realizes he is the last surviving British person. The series is set to drop on Netflix, coming up soon, Friday, May 12th. And the city of Elkert, Indiana, has announced plans to build a new six to
0: 8,000 seat amphitheater. The mayor, Rod Robertson, claims the idea came from an email Weird Al sent to the executive director of the Lerner Theater after his sold-out concert. And get this, that executive's name? Michelle
1: Frank. I knew Frank had something to do with this! WBST News quoted the mayor saying, quote, it actually started with Weird Al Yankovic coming to Elkert. He sold out the learner and then wrote Michelle and told her how much he enjoyed walking down Main Street and taking a look at the central green.
0: End quote. There's something missing in this story. If Al enjoyed looking at the central green so much, why are they gonna build a big amphitheater on it? Well, it's all in turn Frank's fault. And finally, in Weird Al-related news, today, May 3rd, marks the 40th anniversary of the release of Weird Al's first studio album, the self-titled Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic, the album went on to
1: chart at number 139 on the U.S. Billboard 200 and was certified
0: gold in the United States. The album also holds the unique distinction of being the only album in Weird Al's discography to use the accordion in every song. Well, if you were one of those lucky fans who picked up Weird Al Yankovic, the self-titled album,
1: on May 3rd, 1983, please let us know all about it in group.2000inch.com.
0: From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, congratulations to the Weird Al Yankovic album for reaching such a monumental milestone. All right, so now what? I think it's time for what happened in Ethan's recent Weird Al-related weekend. Finally, tell me everything. All right, well, there's a lot to cover, Dave, and I'll try and break it down. Please ask questions as I go, because I have a lot to tell you. So first off, I'll just say... We talked about how Weird Al was going to be doing a Q&A in Los Angeles at Dynasty Typewriter with a screening of Weird, and I decided I had to go. All right, Ethan, before you tell us about the event, tell us about some of the other
1: Weird Al-related stuff you did while you were out there.
0: Well, I'll tell you, the first night I went to visit our good friend UH Jeff, and of course Kenneth Gwinnup was there, and Aaron Henry was there, and we got to play Weird Al Pinball. Oh,
1: Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity. I have yet to play that. Oh, you've
0: got to tell me all about it. Well, I'll just try and tell you as much as I can without giving too many spoilers, because I know you have one arriving, Dave, and I want you to be able to experience it like I got to experience it that weekend. So let me tell you, it is pretty stinking majestic. It is everything you could ever hope for and more. Uh, it is really, really incredible. There's so much to do. It is really, really difficult. It's very difficult. So <laughs> we were playing probably for five hours straight that first Wow. Night, and it was hard and we were barely like unlocking anything cool and we're discovering new stuff. And what we learned was there was a way to s- slide closed the two side exits and put in a bumper to make it a little easier to play <laughs> so you're not losing a ball, like, randomly. <laughs> so, between the first time I played it and then the second time I played it, uh, Jeff was able to get those doors closed and that bumper installed, which is no easy task, believe you me. Uh, but <laughs> it was a lot easier the second time. Oh, that's good. <laughs> the game, uh, I'll just tell you briefly, you know, there's, there's different modes, there's different... Uh, songs with, they each have their own game that plays, and there's so many Easter eggs. Like, it is completely filled to the brim with Easter eggs. I know when I first heard that there was going to be a Weird Al pinball machine, I was worried it was just some company cashing in on Weird Al fans and just kind of like slapping his name on a, a game, and it's totally not that at all. It is the DNA of Weird Al is in this machine. They ab- absolutely were fans who were putting this together because it has so many great references and, like I said, Easter eggs and so much to, to discover. Now, if you remember, I think last year, we missed a chance to actually play at some, like, Korean barbecue place in Los Angeles. Right. So the guy who owns the Korean barbecue place is the guy who installed Jeff's pinball machine. Oh, wow. (laughs) So he somehow has a, a connection to the company. And so he was the first person to get the pinball machine. I think that one in LA that was there for a little bit was the first one in the US that was playable. Oh, how cool. So the guy, just a few days before I got to LA, had installed it in Jeff's house. And he told Jeff that a few weeks earlier... He was the guy who installed the pinball machine in Weird Al's house. (laughs) Oh, how cool. (laughs) And the only thing he shared about installing it in Weird Al's house was there were a lot of stairs. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I just feel bad for whoever's going to install yours, Dave, because I know you've got some stairs going up to the Weird Al room. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's so great to hear that they
1: put so much thought into this video game. Can you let us know maybe like what
0: one of the Easter eggs was. Oh boy. Uh, There's so much, you know, for example, like when you're playing, you know, a song, maybe you're playing white and nerdy. When Al is introducing you to that game, he might throw in a phrase. That's actually a lyric from a different weird Al song. So it's just like, everything is sort of like intertwined into the weird Al catalog of anything he's ever done. I mean, it's certainly UHF heavy, because there's, you know, a UHF camera and there's Harvey's hamster wheel, which is, is pretty <laughs> prevalent. And, you know, as far as pinball goes, the technology in this thing and the different things that are moving around are like nothing I've ever really played before. Now, I'm not like a, a pinball pro, so I'm not super familiar yeah. with what's out there. But for my limited exposure to pinball, this is like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the most advanced thing I've ever seen. Now, I understand that there were 17 Weird Al songs that
1: were featured, and there were over 2,000 custom call-outs <laughs> from Weird Al himself. So I'm sure you haven't heard them all. No. But, you know, <laughs> I, I'm really excited to get into this game. And you're making it me very jealous that you got to play it for five hours oh, straight.
0: Well, that was only the first day. Then it was, like, another five <laughs> hours the other day I was there. It was so cool, Dave. And honestly, like have not even scratched the surface of everything that that pinball machine has to offer. So as soon as you get yours, Dave, I'm moving in and we will play <laughs> for 27 hours straight.
1: <laughs> that sounds
0: awesome. All right. So besides pinball, what else did uh, you do out there? Well, so I was also out there, as I mentioned, with Aaron Henry, you know, the fellow Weird Elf super fan who uh, has joined us in a bunch of those bonus episodes. Well, she... Had never been to Linwood, California before. So it was the perfect excuse for me to go back there and redeem myself. Because I, I think I told this on, what was it, episode 69 Inch? Uh, where yeah. I got locked inside the Linwood High School for, like, a couple hours, and then I found out that it wasn't the high school Al went to, <laughs> like, after the fact. Well, so, like, it's kind of been eating at me all this time that I really wanted to go back and go to Al's actual high school. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of a good excuse to have Aaron there, who'd never been. So I was like, okay, I can at least go, and it's not just me making this stupid drive just to, like walk on to, you know, the front step of a school and then turn around and leave. So we tried to, like, figure out all the different things we wanted to do. So, of course, we went to Al's actual legitimate high school, which okay, after the new high school opened, they turned Al's high school into the middle school, which is what confused me a couple years ago. But okay. what's further confusing is now... That is the high school again. So I don't know if they have two high schools or if it's swapped, <laughs> but now it's a high school. Wow. We went into the parking lot just to get like some pictures with like the sign and stuff. And there was an open door. And like I had a flashback Uh-oh. to when <laughs> when I was at the wrong one. And I was like, oh, I wonder if we should go in and explore. And then like as we're kind of walking over, just to not to walk in, but just to kind of like see what was behind the door like uh some faculty member or something was like what are you guys doing we're like oh we're just leaving (laughs) so so after we visited the high school we walked across the street to weird al's childhood home which of course i've been to before right and I, i believe it was revealed in the booklet that dr demento wrote for al in the box the permanent record set Does that sound right to you? Yes,
1: Ethan. It's mentioned in the permanent record out in the box booklet. So you're not a stalker for knowing that
0: address. I'm a little bit of a stalker for knowing it, but I'm not like, at least I didn't like go through like city records or something. It's it's in an official Weird Al product. Um. That's right. So anyway, we, we visited the house, but we did not open the gate. We did not go to the door. It did look like they had fake grass, like AstroTurf or something. It was like neon green grass almost. Wow. <laughs> and they did have uh, a citrus tree. And oh, nice. if the tree had perhaps dropped one of its oranges or, or lemons or whatever it was onto the sidewalk where it was public property, then I may have been tempted to consume one and keep the peel for my collection, but that, no such thing happened, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a relief. <laughs> well, so we also went to Weird Al's middle school, and at the middle school, uh, since last time I visited, they added this really cool, like outdoor public fitness center, and it had all sorts of gym equipment, and we had so much fun like playing around on it, and there was like this. This thing where it was kind of like a Stairmaster, but it was just like dangling and it was very treacherous. <laughs> and we both had fun getting on and off that and playing around with it. Uh, so, the other thing that I had not done before that I really wanted to check out was Chico's Pizza, which uh, Al actually makes an offhand comment in that Jay Leno's Garage interview he did a couple years ago. Yeah. And they're driving around. He goes, oh, Chico's Pizza is still there or something like that. And so I confirmed with Frank from the Bank Sanchez that Chico's Pizza was a place that the kids would go and hang out. And Frank was saying that usually the adults would be hanging out upstairs drinking beer. And then down in the basement was kind of where the kids and the high schoolers would hang out. So I was like, well, this would be a great place to get lunch. Yeah. So we went and it was really cool. It was very dark. Like we walked in and my first thought was like, they're not open. They just forgot to turn off the open <laughs> sign, but no, it was oh, just, no. it was just really dark. And so Aaron and I were like, after talking to Frank, we're like, we got to go to the basement first. So like we walk over and the basement was like boarded up and you couldn't get to oh. there. <laughs> but we just, we ordered a cheese pizza and it was good. It was like cracker, thin crust. And uh, I did keep something for my collection, Dave. The receipt for the cheese pizza. We were order number sixty-two. So you sixty-two. I had. <laughs> I had to keep Perfect. it. I had to. Yes, <laughs> you had to. Chico's Pizza. Well, so I had given Frank from the bank a call, as I mentioned, and I was like, "So where else should I go?" I was like, "We're you know we're planning to hit up the high school, the middle school, Al's house." Uh, he confirmed Chico's Pizza, like I said, and I was like, "Where else should I go?" And Frank was like, I don't know. I don't think there is anywhere else. (laughs) So I was like, well, Frank, since we're here and I know you don't live in Los Angeles, maybe we can check out your childhood home and take some pictures for you. So he's like, oh, that sounds cool. So we had him like on speaker as we're driving and he says his address and I asked him to repeat it. He said it again. And Aaron was like kind of taking notes because I was driving. And after we hung up with him, we realized we had no idea what he said.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, we
0: could not figure out what, like, he said the numbers and then he said something and it was uh, a corner, like, you know, a, a street drive or corner. So we spent so much time because he was on his way to an event that he was performing. So we didn't want to bug him. So we spent so much time trying to, like, triangulate where his actual childhood home was. And eventually we just we had to give up because just what he said was not uh, jiving with what we were able to find. And then after we left Linwood, he texts me and says, oh, I gave you the wrong address. Oh, no. (laughs) So it was kind of a fool's errand. But um... well, now you have another reason to go back to Linwood on another trip. That's right. I need to find someone else who hasn't been to Linwood. (laughs) So we didn't get to go to Frank's house, but I really wanted to show Aaron the Linwood sign which I don't know how new it is, but it was there when I went there in 2019 and you can see it in the Jay Leno interview. Mm -hmm. And so I was Googling Linwood sign and I couldn't find anything about it and I couldn't find an address or anything. So I was like, that's so weird. And I remembered that I had taken a picture with it a few years ago. So I went to, you know, the data on that photo. So I like looked up photos from that year. I found that and I found the actual like GPS location of where i took the picture uh and it's not there anymore (laughs) 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 so after all that it's not there anymore (laughs) but what we were right next to next to where the sign was was this little like it's called super i think it's like a little kind of grocery store and we had the idea why don't we get some supplies 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 (laughs) supplies <laughs> at uh, at the store in Linwood. And so we got some supplies and we headed off from there to Hollywood Boulevard to clean the Weird Al Hollywood Star. I was going to
1: ask you, if you, any trip to Los Angeles, you need to make a stop at the Hollywood Star.
0: Absolutely. So I'm glad to hear you did that. Yes. And so the plan was, we're going to clean it with Linwood purchased cleaning materials. Oh,
1: how perfect
0: <laughs> Only the best! (laughs)
1: Yeah, real quickly, for those people who might be wanting to search out the star and are not familiar with it, it's at 6914
0: Hollywood Boulevard. It's directly across the street from the Chinese Theater. While Erin had never been to Linwood, she had, of course, been to the Hollywood star, because she was at the ceremony. She went to the after party. I think... I don't know if I actually... You or I or if any of us actually met her, but she was in attendance. Um, so she had been there before, but I don't believe she had been back. So she was excited to help clean it and see it. And so we parked in that normal parking lot under the, the theater that we always yep. park in. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to enter it into GPS, but I just <laughs> I know how to you get know there. know where it is. I know how to get there, and I just always park there. So uh, we park there, and we go to the Star And there's like a family with a stroller and like three kids. And they are just completely parked on the Weird Al star eating their lunch. Oh, wow. And so, you know, it seemed like they were kind of finishing up. And we, you know, we weren't in a rush. So we were just like, oh, we'll just let them kind of finish up. And we're just kind of hanging out near the star. And, like, it took them, like, 15 minutes before they actually left. But there was, like, a little baby. And and he, he was cute. And he was, like, pointing at stuff. And it wasn't a big deal. But it was kind of funny that... Of any, you know, star. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one they they decided to park on. We got to work, and uh, I didn't want to make Aaron have to like kneel on the ground. You know, she was wearing like shorts. I was like, you know, what? I'll I'll do it <laughs> if you videotape it and take some pictures. So <laughs> Aaron was on cameraman duty. She still did her part. I got on my hands and knees for three whole days, and I got um we got this really good. Uh, cleaning agent at the supermarket... And it said you're supposed to dilute it first to like cut down. So it's like, I'm not diluting it. I'm just going to go all in because oh. we need to clean this star really good. That star needs to shine. <laughs> and boy, see from outer space. You wouldn't believe uh, how it shined, Dave. I scrubbed and I scraped and I got this big hunk of gum off. And I Ugh. really, really got down there and I was really, I sprayed a lot of the chemicals. I was really getting in there and I, um, I. I cleaned it up and then we had bought like a gallon jug of water to rinse it in a squeegee so we could like make it look presentable for pictures it was wow. like you could eat your soup right out of it, the medallion tray if you want to it's okay it was clean it was so <laughs> it was so clean and looking at the before and after pictures like you can see a real difference and the um like i think we got some rust out of the metal like it was beautiful dave and while we were there, of course, like a bunch of people were walking by and they're like, hey, Weird are Hey, cool. Uh, so people got to admire it and I uh, got some good pictures with it and uh, got to really enjoy myself. And I felt really good.
1: Well, I want to thank you and Aaron for doing that and everybody else who goes to star and cleans it. I don't know if you need to go as intense as Ethan did, <laughs> but, you know, maybe maybe, you know, get some of the dirt off of it while you're there. But, yeah, I, I mean, it's. The last time I was there, it looked amazing, and so people are definitely taking care of it.
0: It, Yeah, I mean, you walk down that street, and some of them are in pretty rough shape, and I mean, yeah, it was dirty, yeah, there was some gum on it, but Al Star really does uh, shine in comparison to a lot of the other ones. So I I think it's it's obvious that there are people taking care of it, and it really they're doing a great job.
1: Well, again, thank you and Aaron for taking care of that. All right, so while you're on Hollywood Boulevard, did you visit
0: any other fun places? Uh, well, it was a record store day. Aaron had never been to Amoeba Records or the Funko store, so it's was like, we got to go there. And of course, you know, Dave, it's like a 500-mile hike uh, from, <laughs> from Weird Al's Star down there. But we're like, we don't have all that much going on today. We'll do it. And it was pretty, like... Decent out until we started walking and then it just got like so hot <laughs> and it was oh. and luckily we had that gallon jug of water for rinsing off Al's star to keep us hydrated. Um, nice. We got to uh, Amoeba and I looked everywhere. I didn't see anything Weird Al related, of course, hmm. um, and I have more on that later. <laughs> Remind me if I don't say anything. But of course, for Record Store Day, there was the Crispin Hellion Glover Yada yada release that featured Al on accordion and like one of the tracks. You know, such a a a deep cut thing. And they did have a bunch of them for sale. And I was I think I texted you. I texted UH Jeff and Kenneth, like, do you guys need these? You guys were like, nah (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Well, I'm not gonna just buy one and then carry it home on the airplane, so I'll just order mine online. So I didn't end up getting it, but um, I did find a cool Jonah Ray, uh, 45, uh, that oh, was there. Cool. It was like a limited edition numbered copy. Uh, so I was like, well, gotta get that. And they had these amoeba Hollywood star pins that looked almost identical to the weird Al star pins that I made. Uh, the same oh, cool. colors, but of course the, it's not a star, it's an amoeba on the, uh, the background. Right. So it's, it's cool. I'll send you a picture, Dave. I think you'll, you'll think it's cool. Uh, so I had to get that. And then we're like, all right, we've got to go to Funko store because if people have heard you and I talk about going to the Funko store, it's like an amusement park. Like
1: it's, That's a cool store. It's definitely worth stopping in the Funko
0: store if you're going to Hollywood Boulevard. Absolutely. So we get over there. It's 5.58 and it's a Saturday. And they're like, sorry, we're closed. Oh. <laughs> like, what? So we didn't get to go to the Funko store, unfortunately. The guy's like, well, you can go in and take a picture with Groot if you want. And I was like, no, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So That's kind of a bummer. So, but it was nice. And of course we, uh, we got together with Jeff and Kenneth and we had a nice dinner and there was some guy sitting near us who they were all convinced was some actor and they spent the entire dinner trying to figure out who it was. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they eventually did figure out who it was but i had never heard of him, <laughs> so i have oh. no idea if even if i knew it and i said the name you would not know who it is dave so it's not even important that's probably true that's probably true so that covered friday and saturday and sunday was the big day for the event and then we got some really bad news dave oh no what happened when aaron woke up she was not feeling well so she took a COVID test, and unfortunately, she tested positive for COVID, which meant she, A, was too sick to get out of bed, but B, was unable to go to this weird elephant that she flew out from Iowa to go to. So oh no, we all felt so horrible, and I know she was yeah, upset. So that was a huge bummer that she wasn't able to go, but we did go, and we tried to carry on without her. And I'd like to tell you about the event, Dave. I'd love to hear all about the event. So the event was at Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles. And I'd been there a couple times before. It's it's really one of the coolest like alternative comedy spots in LA. So it was really cool that they're doing this event there. And so I showed up and there was a parking spot right out front. <laughs> Free parking. It was amazing. And I got out. And who do I see? But UH Jeff Nussera, Kenneth Gwinnup. Adriana Yugovic and Summer Woods. So it was a really fun group. Uh, The five of us were there for the pre film screening VIP event, which was very loosely described when we bought the tickets. But uh, (laughs) it just said uh, dinner and drinks and snacks and a meet and greet with Weird Al. And we're like, done. (laughs) We'll do it. That's all you need. That's all we need. So, uh, so we got in and, you know, they checked our names off the list and they gave us like a little wristband and it was this really cool little, uh, space that was right next to the venue. And they had like a bartender and all of the people who were volunteering because this was a, a charity event. So everyone working the event were volunteers and they were raising oh, cool. money to help fight voter suppression. So a really good cause. And, uh, Pretty much everyone who was volunteering or working the event was wearing a Hawaiian shirt, which was really cool.
1: (laughs) How awesome.
0: (laughs) They had decorated the place with signs that someone had made, and they all were, of course, Weird Al related. So, like, there's a sign with an arrow that said VIP, and then it had Spatula City on there. And then they had, like, you know, a tip sign, and there's a picture of Weird Al, and they have a restroom sign, and a picture of Weird Al, and they're all (laughs) laminated, it was really cool. And, of course, you know, UH Jeff loves restroom signs, so... Uh, I don't know if everyone knows that, but Jeff loves restroom signs. He loves interesting (laughs) restroom signs. Uh, So he was very excited to see a Weird Al branded restroom sign. (laughs) That might be the first and only one. (laughs) So we, you know, we got some drinks and and the five of us were sitting around the table just chatting. And who shows up but Weird Al Yankovic! (laughs) Yay! (laughs) It was very, the whole thing was very informal. And I, I kind of was figuring that that's how it would be i wasn't expecting like you know a photographer and a backdrop and you walk up you know the way that we've met al at vip events in the past and it it was exactly as kind of as i was picturing al was there with suzanne they came in they sat down and had some food and then they just kind of mingled and you could go up and talk to him, and you know ask for a picture and stuff very cool i didn't even tell you what we're wearing dave you should have asked what i was wearing (laughs) well ethan what were you wearing why, Dave? What a great question! <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I'm all over the place. <laughs> I have to tell you what we we're wearing because what what we were wearing was pretty good, but what Kenneth was wearing was pretty stinking majestic. So, uh, I was wearing, of course, my uh, Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast T-shirt. Yeah, I was wearing my 2000 inch hat, and I was wearing uh, my screen worn. Weird, the Al Yankovic story, background actor pants, and I was wearing <laughs> the replica, not screen-worn, uh, leather biker best, vest. So I was dressed, I was cosplaying as as the character I played in the movie. Very nice. <laughs> Jeff was wearing the um, that kind of costume, weird Al Hawaiian shirt that came out last year. That is a replica okay. of what Daniel's wearing in the movie. That blue shirt. Uh, so he was yep. wearing that, and Kenneth was wearing an exact replica of the outfit that Daniel wears in the film when he's accepting his award. Oh no way! And it wasn't like he found a look alike, or he found you know he had a, no he found the exact same items that the costumes team purchased for Daniel, he purchased for himself. So he had the exact jacket. He had, you know, the button up shirt and the, the tie, and he had the uh, purple pants and the cummerbund. And (laughs) you don't even really see this in the movie, Dave, you know, the shoes that he's wearing. But if you remember when you and I were at the premiere in New York city, they had a couple of the shoes that Daniel wore in the movie. So using our photos of those, shoes kenneth was able to track down those shoes <laughs> like <That's>... it's incredible <laughs> you know what
1: kenneth that does not surprise me that kenneth went through that much detail and that his outfit i'm sure it looked spot oh my god perfect
0: knowing kenneth it was it really was it was so good and uh he surprised us all with it and it was just it was <laughs> i just, love it it was incredible so we we're having a great time you know it was catered by a local uh, Mexican restaurant. So they had really good burritos and they even had like two different vegetarian options and they had like guac and chips and salsa. And, um, you know, it was an open bar so you could get alcohol or soft drinks or whatever you wanted. It was just such a cool little thing. And uh, so once Al finished eating, he started making his rounds. And of course he came to our table and uh, it was really nice to, to chat with him and, The first thing he says to me is like, Ethan, I'm waiting for more episodes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, sorry, Al, I'm only touring the country following you around.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did you tell him that he could subscribe to our Patreon and he'll be the very first to hear each of our ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes before the general
0: public? Yeah, how else will he know what happened at those concerts, Dave? <laughs> when he was there, he was talking to Jeff because uh, uh, he knew that Jeff had recently gotten his pinball machine. So they were talking pinball shop a little bit, uh, nice. <laughs> which was funny. And he said that I think earlier that week or the week before, Eric Appel actually came over to his house to play Weird Al Pinball. <laughs> so that, I bet awesome. that was a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes. I'm so jealous of you and Al and Jeff and Eric now that you all got to play pinball before I did.
0: Soon, Dave. I'm sure it'll come soon. (laughs) I can't wait. So Al had a piece of fuzz on his sleeve. Like, you know, those fuzz trees that just shoot out little fuzz balls. (laughs) Well, there was a, a piece of fuzz on his sleeve and... And I, I said to Jeff, I was like, we, we should probably get that for Al. And so so Jeff said, hey, Al, can I get this fuzz for you? And he picked the fuzz off. And then he turned to me and said, oh, I bet you want this for your collection, don't you, Ethan? And I was like, well, now that you said it, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, I don't know if you have this in your collection. Uh, it might be just me. But I now have a piece of authentic fuzz. <laughs> from Weird Al's shirt. (laughs) Weird Al worn fuzz. There's a collector's item. Well, so also kind of walking around the room was Suzanne, and I... I never know if Suzanne actually knows who I am. I know that we've talked and I'm sure she's aware of the podcast and she's seen me in a million places, but she came right up to me and she's like, oh, hey, sorry. I didn't get to talk to you much in Hawaii. So we we talked for a few minutes, which was really nice. And I, I mentioned like, hey, there's four actors from the film right here at our table. You, me, Jeff and Al. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, <laughs> this is kind of a reunion right here. <laughs> very so, cool. Yeah. So that was really fun. Now they also had at this VIP party a raffle. Mm. And they came up to me and they're like, raffle tickets, they're fifteen dollars each or ten for seventy or I, I might have that number wrong. But I was like, Well what do you win? They're like, it's a basket of weird owl stuff. I was like, I don't even care what's in the basket. I'll I mean I'll just <laughs> I'll do the ten. Like I'll do the deal. <laughs> so right. I did the seventy-five dollars for for ten tickets then uh, they kind of came around, and when they asked other people, those people intelligently were like, Well, what Weird Al stuff is it? And they went and they actually got a picture of the basket to show those people. <laughs> and it was a couple CD albums. It was uh, the Weird Al Chia Pet. And Dave, I hope you got your seatbelt on. Because <laughs> they also had a vinyl Beat on the Brat. <laughs>
1: Oh, what a deal. Where else am I going to find an authentic
0: beat on the Brad Vinyl? (laughs) Absolutely. Well, uh, obviously, none of the things in that basket were anything I didn't already have four, at minimum, copies of. (laughs) So uh, I wasn't too concerned about winning, uh, but I was still happy to be supporting a good cause nonetheless. Yes. (laughs) So it came to be about time that they opened the theater and they were starting to seat people. So we made our way over to uh, Dynasty Typewriter and were greeted right at the door with these two ladies in incredible... It kind of looked like um, air hostess outfits. Oh, really? (laughs) But they were completely made out of Hawaiian shirt fabric. Oh, how cool. (laughs) And so Adriana knew... She knew of these two ladies, and I guess they're famous uh, local burlesque uh, performers. They're twins or something. Oh, how cool. Uh, so she, like, recognized them as, like, you know, celebrities in the uh, burlesque community, and they had, like, um, candy and chips, and it was just all take what you want, because everything was included with the uh, the ticket price, which was really cool. How awesome. So they had that, and they had a bar, and so we're, we're going in, and we're going to find some seats, and I see uh this young gentleman i'll say and i immediately recognized him as youngest al from the movie it was richard aaron anderson who played uh the youngest al in the film and immediately i was like oh hey man how's it going and he turned and he kind of like had a puzzled look like why is someone talking to me (laughs) but then he recognized me he's like oh Hey man, how you doing? <laughs> so <laughs> he recognized me from the uh, the New York City premiere. Yeah, the premiere uh, yeah. where we we met and chatted him, chatted with him, and, and got a picture with him and stuff. Uh, so we we took a picture, and uh, I heard him talking to Al at one point, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't think many people recognize me without the curly wig," <laughs> <laughs> but I recognized him <laughs> immediately. <laughs> so we got our seats. And we were, I think we sat like right in the second row. There were not uh, many seats to accommodate uh, five people. So we sat down and they started the event by, they brought out the event organizer and they brought out this guy, Jim Turner, who uh, you may recognize from Arliss, the HBO show. You may okay. recognize him. He played uh, the character Randy of the Redwoods on MTV back in the heyday of MTV. And he also was a member of Duck's Breath Mystery Theater, which is something you may recognize because that is the group that Al and Joel Miller opened for when they were students at San Luis Obispo. So, Oh, wow. So Jim Turner, he hosts a lot of these events. Typically, they're in the backyard. So the events are called uh, Stars in the Backyard. And so typically it's done in his actual backyard, but this event for whatever reason was being done at Dynasty Typewriter. Um, So that was cool. So he was up there and he was with one of the other organizers and they were sort of introducing the event and they were talking about the charity and, and, you know, what the money was going towards. And they had a video they played by the person who runs the charity that this event was benefiting. Then they brought out, like... 20 Hawaiian shirts on hangers, and I'm like, Oh my god, oh. are they going to be auctioning off like weird Al's Hawaiian shirts? Like, I was like, I was that I, would be cool. I was internally freaking out. I know Kenneth was, I'm sure Jeff and, and the others were, but we're like, Oh my god, are these Al shirts? And so they brought them up and they held them up and they're like, Hey, these are Hawaiian shirts that we bought. <laughs> <We're> like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, But if you win the auction, we'll. Have Weird Al sign them, and we'll give them to you. I was like, oh, <laughs> so it's not Weird Al's shirt. It's just a random Hawaiian shirt that you're going to have Weird Al sign. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and so they then auctioned off an identical uh, basket, um, like, for the raffle, with the exception that okay. that the uh, auction basket additionally had a copy of UHF on VHS, <laughs> okay so that went for a lot of money like thousands of dollars oh how nice which was really cool and they ended up raising total with ticket sales they took donations they were selling like memberships to their event series uh for five thousand dollars a piece uh just like people in the audience like raise your hand and we'll you know charge you five thousand bucks they raised over thirty five thousand dollars for with this event wow, that's great which is just that's great, so cool so it was really interesting uh, for that. And it was really cool how how many people in the audience were able to uh, donate five grand like that, because I certainly couldn't. All right. So I know I was supposed to ask you again about Amoeba at some point. Is now a good time? Actually, yes, Dave. That's perfect timing somehow. So Jim Turner was talking about how when they were building the baskets for the raffle and for the auction, uh, they actually went to Amoeba Records and they said, "Hey, we need to buy you know a bunch of Weird Al albums uh, for this charity event." And the guy was like, "We don't have any Weird Al stuff." And he's like, "And to tell you the truth, anytime a Weird Al thing comes in, one of th- my fellow employees we snatch them up. Like, <laughs> they do not make it to the floor. Like, if a Weird wow. Al thing comes in, it's so sought after that it's immediately sold." And so I guess he went to a couple different. Uh, record stores and they all said the same thing so i like to be offended if i go into a store and they don't have weird l stuff but i guess it makes sense that he, he's a hot commodity people really want weird Al vinyl yeah. and, and that kind of stuff so that's not not something i really thought about
1: is yeah these stores do have weird Al. they just don't stay in stock <laughs> that quick
0: that long Well, of course you go in and they have every single album from Yoko Ono because nobody's going in there to buy it. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was pretty interesting and uh, it it made me feel better about my Amoeba experience, not finding any weird stuff. (laughs) The Jim Turner also went there. Yeah, (laughs) just weren't fast enough. So, without further ado, they were able to uh, finish up the auction stuff, they raised all the money, they cleared the stage, and it was finally time to watch Weird the Al Yankovic Story. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited you finally get to see this movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because
0: you've never seen it before. Right, you're you're right. No, it's always such... a a treat to get to see it on a big screen and with other people around. of course I was excited to to see it uh, because I'd never seen it with Kenneth summer or Adriana. So it was nice to get to see it with them. Of course I've seen it with UH Jeff before, uh, but it's still exciting to see it (laughs) with him as well. You know, it was kind of interesting because we're watching the movie and there were a bunch of times where like it would get kind of pixelated on the sides And I was like, that's really weird. Like, I would think like, you know, an official copy would not have that kind of stuff. Right. This seemed like an up and up event, you know, Weird Al was part of it. And then every like 10 minutes or so, it would just, the screen would go black for like a second and then it would resume. And I'm like, those are kind of like where the commercials would be on the Roku app. Like it was very bizarre, Dave. (laughs) So I'll say that uh, during... The Q&A, right at the beginning of the Q&A afterwards, Al was like, hey, where'd you guys get the copy of this film? (laughs) He's like, did you get it on Pirate Bay? (laughs) It's like, there's (laughs) commercial breaks. Like, that's not the theatrical version. (laughs) Right. I'm glad Al said something. (laughs) But speaking of the Q&A, after the film, as soon as the credits start to roll, and as a Weird Al fan... Of course, we want to watch the credits because, you know, of we course. want to see this, hear the song and see the credits and we want to see our names in there, Dave. Well, as soon as the credits roll, they lift the screen and they, they end the screening and they introduce Al. And Al gets on stage and he's like, well, why, why did you stop the credits? That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. well, so this was really cool. So they introduce Al to the stage and it's Jim Turner up there. And he also introduces to the stage, a special guest. He played Nick Yankovic in the film. Mr. Ooh. Toby Huss was there. Uh, wow. So Toby Huss was there. That's awesome. It was really cool. So he came up and Al was up there and the Q and a was about just under 40 minutes long. Uh, I would say, okay. and, jim obviously had not prepared any questions oh (laughs) at one point he he uh he said um that this event was the second time ever he saw the movie and it wasn't until people made a big reaction when al's is first on the screen like actual al is on the screen that Al was in the movie. He had no idea the first time he watched it that, that <laughs> wow. Al was playing Tony um, So I'm not sure how you missed that, but okay. <laughs> I don't know how you missed that, and I also don't know how you go into the day knowing you're hosting a QA and a with Al without like looking that kind of stuff up. <laughs> so he didn't have a whole lot to add. Uh, he did talk about how Al opened for him uh, you know, in the early days in San Luis uh-huh. Obispo. Um, but really the majority, I would say 99.9% of the questions came from the audience. Well, it definitely was a good thing that like you
1: and Adrienne and Kenneth and Summer and UH Jeff were there because I'm sure you had some really intelligent questions to ask.
0: Well, you know, anytime you open it up to a general, you know, audience with just people raising their hands, you're going to get some (laughs) weird questions. You're going to get, you know, some of the same old stuff. So of course, you know. Uh, Al was asked about, you know, the whole Prince thing and getting permission and that kind of stuff. But yes, you know, a bunch of us uh, did ask questions. I raised my hand and I asked, Al, what still makes you laugh when you watch the film? Because I figure Al's seen the (laughs) film a million times, like, you know, and so he said, he's like, yeah, I've seen this film on my laptop hundreds and hundreds of times. And he said that the things that still make him laugh out loud are like, extremely, extremely subtle things that, like, he's noticed, you know, after watching the movie so many times. And one example he gave was, I think during the dinner, like, where he learns about his father being Amish, um, there's a part where Toby, like, swallows and gulps or something. (laughs) So I haven't gone back to watch that, but it's just so funny that, you know, Al (laughs) is... is finding, like, these really small things, and so I want to watch watch it again and, and look for that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of people are, are there to see Weird Al, and they weren't expecting Toby to be there. And so, like, probably, you know, 95% of the questions were all directed at Al. So sure. Kenneth uh, and Adriana, they both asked questions directed uh, at Toby, which was really cool. Oh, nice. And so Kenneth, uh, he says, this one is for Mr. Yankovic what can you tell us about the factory? <laughs> and, and Toby stands up and he points it at, at Kenneth. And he's like, you'll learn about the factory. When you work at the factory. So it's like, perfect. So perfect. <laughs> After uh, Kenneth asked his question, the host was like, sir, can you please stand up? I think the audience needs to see your outfit. And so like, Kenneth stood up and turned around and and the whole audience gave him like an ovation for his incredible uh, costume. So <laughs> that it. was really cool. It. Some of the highlights from the Q and a were obviously our questions, but also someone asked like, Hey, what is something you can tell us about? I love Rocky road. He <laughs> was just like <laughs> kind of a weird throwaway question, but it, it, he gave a really interesting answer. Uh, Al said when his single first came out, he would call up radio stations and use fake voices and request the song. <laughs> <laughs> Just so they would play it. <laughs> I had never, I I'd it. never heard that before. So I, I, I had that not was, heard that either. That was and pretty that... great. <laughs> he also talked about how their original idea, when they wanted to, you know, when they were starting on the film was their original intention was for Aaron Paul to come back and play Al again. And I guess Aaron said that he was looking to focus on more serious roles and he turned down the part. And after that, they were like, well, you know, we were originally going to try and get everyone back from the the short on Funny or Die. But after Aaron right. said no, then they were like, well, let's just start from scratch. And so that's kind of where they started casting was after that. Cool. And another interesting thing was someone asked about what was the writing process because Al and Eric were co-writers in the film. And he said the process that he and Eric used was he would write a chapter, send it off to Eric. Eric would write his notes on that chapter and then write a chapter and then send it back to Al or a scene. I mean, scene, not a chapter. And then Al would write his notes and then write another scene and send it back to Eric. So they sort of took turns writing scenes and giving Feedback, and, um, you know, he said the, the funniest joke always won. There was no ego in the writing process. They just wanted it to be, you know, as funny and as good as possible. So it was a, it was a really cool Q&A. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it
1: was an awesome Q&A and I wish I was there, but um, thank you so much, Ethan, for filling us in on the highlights. Now, I know you mentioned, of course, Adriana was there and Summer Woods and Kenneth and UH Jeff and of course you, but were there any other Weird Al fans in the audience that you noticed well, actually, at one
0: point during the Q&A, Al said, hey, I want to give a shout out to a couple people in the audience who were in or worked on the film. And so I was like, oh, man, this is my moment. This is my <laughs> moment. And he, right. so he called out Richard, uh, who plays uh, little Al. And then he called out uh, Emily Newman, who is the first assistant director, who we actually Newman, uh, yes. knew on set. I didn't actually get to see her, uh, but he said she was there. So I, I trust Al. And... Then he pointed out Toby Huss, and that was it. So he didn't mention uh, (laughs) any of the stars left over in the audience, including me, UH Jeff, and Suzanne. So uh, Mm. that was a little disappointing. Uh, I was right in front of him in the second row, right next to UH Jeff. But um, I don't know what he was thinking. (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> so in addition tv sky was there former guest of oh, dave nice. and ethan's 2000 inch weird out podcast he was there with his wife Lindsay. very cool mike cisneros was there dino mike yes so he was there now this was pretty interesting as i was walking out i ran into alex cole now he's definitely a name that you may not recognize unless you are a super fan of david ethan's 2000 inch weirdo podcast because we certainly have talked about him on the podcast before and that's because he was the guy who did the artwork for your mother's weird album <laughs> of course <Yes. laughs> uh you know your mother which was headed by the uh, world champion air guitarist Craig Billmeyer, <laughs> aka <laughs> yes. Hotlicks Uh So Alex, Craigums, yep, Craigums, and so obviously Alex is a big Weird Al fan. <laughs> so he was there yeah, for sure, and uh, it was really cool to see him. And when I ran into him, he was talking to a guy, Dax, and Dax was wearing an authentic like 1970s era Dr. Demento shirt. And Ooh. he worked at Dynasty Typewriter. And so he, oh, wow. <laughs> he said that like when they got approached for the event, they were like, uh, obviously, we all love Al here. <laughs> so <laughs> we definitely want to do it. He said that his dad used to work at Westwood One and actually worked on the Dr. Demento show Very and cool. worked with Bermuda and stuff. And so he said that he had just seen Bermuda at the Dynasty Typewriter about a week ago. And I was like, what was he doing here? He said that... They filmed that Doctor Z podcast that Bermuda was on oh. at the Dynasty Typewriter, and so one of the guests on the on hanging with Doctor Z was Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine, right. but Lounge Against the Machine was not actually there. It was all a fill-in band, and so Bermuda was there as the drummer of Lounge Against the Machine. So we finally kind of got. Our answer there, Dave, on what Got a Bermuda was doing. On that. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> so that was cool. It was really nice to meet Dax, and it was really just such a, a cool venue. And um, what's pretty cool is after after the fact, they actually sent out um, like in their their newsletter, uh, they talked about a post Yankovic glow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so that was my trip to los angeles
1: all right well ethan thank you so much for filling us in on your amazing amazing alpact weekend i'm so glad you finally got to share with all of us all right so if you had to sum up your amazing weekend in one word what would that be the one word no more no less would be pretty stinking majestic this episode is brought to you in part by vegan burrito restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound, double-wrapped-in-a-quesadilla Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering, loaded, dare I say beefy, vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to your Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger, feed the hungry with Out of This World, plant-based, real food, always vegan style. Visit burritosquare.com and WizardBurger.com and order
0: ahead. Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our pretty stinking majestic, incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Jackson Scoggins, Discover Darwin, and our newest sponsor, Patrick Gaffney. Our podcast is also supported by everyone else in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing, close personal friend-level Patreon supporters. Allison, Adriana, Ajax, Jake, Zeb, Zach, Dana B, Blair, Kev, Javier, Ron, Scott, UH Jeff, Nancy, Mike, Matthew, Kenneth, Gus, and Alicia. Also thanks to Joe and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family.
1: If you've enjoyed our Weird Owl podcast over these past four years, please consider supporting us over at patreon.com 2000inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast, access to your very own private RSS feed, which gives you early access to each and every one of our bonus episodes, and of course, the self-satisfaction of doing something important with your otherwise pitiful, meaningless existence. And now would be a good time to join if you have not joined already because you will be the very first to hear each and every one of our remaining brand new Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus episodes the very instant that they drop.
0: And don't forget to check out our official merchandise over at shop.2000inch.com. All proceeds from purchases go directly towards supporting our fine podcast podcast. While there, be sure to pick up your very own Dave and Ethan premium tank top. Now that the weather is getting nicer, bear your gorgeous arms and shoulders and show everyone who your favorite podcast hosts are at the same time. Available in seven different colors, so you can wear a different one every day of the week or wear the same one every day for seven days. We don't judge. We love hearing
1: from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook community over at group.2000inch.com, and be sure to visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and, of course, Red Rump to Goody-related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website, as well as information about past episodes and guests over at weirdalpodcast.com
0: or 2000inch.com. And while you're there, click on ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes to follow along with our adventures on tour or black and white and weird all over bonus episodes for our special series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through his first book, page by page and picture by picture. Keep
1: up on new episodes, podcast news and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts so you do not miss a single episode. Not only does subscribing help the podcast,
0: it puts the sin in syndication. Plus, we also love it when we receive voicemail of our official patent-pending hour day podcast hotline 347-spatula, as seen in the Illustrated Owl. That number is 347-772-8852. Give it a call, and you might even hear your message in a future episode. Thank you once again to
1: Ethan for recapping his time in California so eloquently. We also want to thank Greg Method, Devlin Wilder. Insane Ian Bonds, UH Jeff Nusera, Crazy Ken Gwinnip, Aaron 3D Henry, Adrian Apocalypse Yukovich, The Scotto Brothers, Frank from the Bank Sanchez, Summerwoods, and DMDB.org. Thank you to the Canadian-born, Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song. And thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thank you to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible.
0: Thank you for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. And until next time, remember to
1: kill and chill. All right, Ethan, now that we're about to start our fifth year together on the podcast, I have a little confession to make. Baby, I've been podcasting with your sister. Oh, well, which one? All of them. Oh, uh, well, I've been podcasting with your best friend, Jake Larson. Yeah, well, 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 me too. And I've been podcasting with your dog, Wolfie. Wolfie, you pooch Well, I'm also podcasting with your pet goat. Th- that goat doesn't belong you. to you. That was David Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast, episode
0: 193 Inch. Four Years Strong is one of Weird Al's top five favorite Weird Al podcasts.
1: And here is Ethan doing some cooing to help us
0: celebrate. Coo. <laughs> 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 I'm out of practice. <laughs>
1: I <laughs> we haven't done this in a long time.
0: <laughs> cool cool hoo cool.
1: cook. Cool. 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 Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry the hamster Wonder- He doesn't bite and he doesn't squeal.